News Nation this hour. I'm James Sears. President Biden will head to Louisiana today to get a look at the devastation from Hurricane Ida. This as more than 900,000 people in the state are without electricity. There's also a lack of drinking water and gasoline. No water, no nothing, no ice, nothing to keep anything to survive. We're waiting for the water to come back on. Uh, we lost a generator, so once that gets back on, we'll do a little bit better. For some, it could still be many more weeks before the lights come back on. More people are getting protected against coronavirus in the worst hit states. Tennessee had the most cases this week and the sixth best vaccination rate. Alabama was second in cases with the highest number of vaccinations across the country. 175 million Americans are now fully vaccinated, and as the U.S. prepares to roll out booster shots, the definition of fully vaccinated may change. Dr. Anthony Fauci. I would not at all be surprised that the adequate full regimen for vaccination will likely be three doses. A new study out of Israel shows a third shot of the COVID vaccine cuts the risk of getting infected by at least 70 percent. The country is now requiring people to get a booster in order to be considered fully vaccinated. Several states are considering an abortion ban similar to one in Texas. Women there can no longer end their pregnancy after six weeks, allowing abortion providers to be sued. Florida, Arkansas, South Dakota and Nebraska all want to follow the same enforcement. The assembly lines at almost every single one of GM's plants in North America will come to a halt next week for at least one week. Just four plants will stay open in Flint and Lansing, Michigan, as well as Arlington, Texas and Bowling Green, Kentucky. GM says the lack of computer chips for cars is driving the decision. Move over murder hornets. There's a new insect outbreak to watch out for. Army worms are destroying lawns across the U.S., turning them from green to brown, sometimes overnight. Reporter Jennifer Jordan. Believe it or not, they're a big issue in the southern states, but when tropical storms hit and at just the right time, they can carry their adult and eggs into northern states. The caterpillar-like pests feed on grass and crops. A lawn care service can get rid of the army worms in a week. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the News Nation Now app. I'm James Sears. Programming this afternoon will be changed as we bring you the special report for the Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association Telethon Remembrance Weekend. That begins tonight as a special podcast and then will be over on Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio Sunday into Monday. We need you to share a memory with us. Send us a voicemail on the voice link. You can paste that into your browser and we'll be glad to take it and put it on the afternoon podcast on Friday. Have a great Labor Day weekend. The Public News Service Daily Newscast, September the 2nd, 2021. I'm Mike Clifford. President Joe Biden stepped into the abortion battle in Texas Thursday, tasking federal agencies to see what steps can be taken to, in his words, ensure that women in Texas have access to safe and legal abortions. The law, which took effect Wednesday, bans most abortions after six weeks. That's before most women know they're pregnant. Brandy Collins Calhoun with the National Committee for Responsive Philanthropy, which assists people and communities with the least wealth and opportunity, notes the law also allows private citizens to sue anyone providing help to an abortion patient. With this ban, it comes with a $10,000 bounty on anybody who assists people in obtaining an abortion. That could be the providers, clergy, friends. The White House response 
came hours after the U.S. Supreme Court, in a 5-4 to four vote, declined to block the Texas law from taking effect. I'm Roz Brown. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Thursday she plans to bring up legislation to codify the landmark 1973 decision when the House returns from recess this month. Now from the New York Times, in the aftermath of a ferocious storm caused by the remnants of Hurricane Ida that killed more than three dozen people in four states, national and local leaders acknowledged Thursday that extreme weather events posed an urgent and ongoing threat. The Times reports the storm killed at least 43 people in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut, and left more than 150,000 homes without power. States of emergency remained in effect across the region by midday Thursday as officials sought to get a handle on the damage. North Dakota's governor and health care leaders want residents to take COVID-19 seriously to prevent the snowball effects of the latest variant surge. Community health centers are stepping up to help. This week saw Governor Doug Burgum and large health systems plead with North Dakotans to get their vaccinations and wear masks, or more hospitals will be pushed to the limit this fall. Only 51% of residents 18 and older have received all their shots. Lori Dumke of Northland Health Center says with misinformation still flying around, their clinics are trying to put skeptics at ease by connecting with prominent figures in communities with low access to care. Can we take a picture of you getting a vaccine? You know, just showing in the community that your trusted leaders are are for it, I think is a huge step forward. The National Association of Community Health Centers says in the U.S., clinics have administered 15 million COVID shots. Those still reluctant to get vaccinated cite reasons such as personal freedom or mistrust of government. I'm Mike Moen. North Dakota's rolling 14-day average positivity rate for COVID cases had fallen to 1% in early July. It has now crept up to nearly 7% going into September. This is PMS. Pennsylvania U.S. Senator Bob Casey has introduced legislation to expand Medicare coverage to include dental, hearing, and vision care. Backers of the bill in the Commonwealth say adding those services could do a lot to help older adults stay healthy. Senate Bill 2618 would cover routine dental cleaning, eyeglasses, hearing exams, and more. In many cases, older adults go without these services, particularly hearing aids, because of the cost. Joanne Grossi of AARP Pennsylvania says it's time for Medicare to treat the whole person head to toe. If you can't have a conversation with someone, you're obviously socially isolated. You can't hear the phone ring. It leads to increased isolation and depression, which ironically end up costing the healthcare system more money and Medicare more money because they're leading to these detrimental health outcomes. Grossi spoke this week in Wilkes-Barre at a special committee on aging hearing, which Senator Casey chairs. Casey said he hopes the legislation is passed when the Senate is back in session as part of the budget reconciliation process. Some pushback is expected from lawmakers who will question the cost. I'm Emily Scott. Medicare provides coverage to 2.8 million Pennsylvanians, 65 and older, and those with chronic disabilities. In less than two weeks now, proposed maps will be available to New Mexico residents who are following the once-in-a-decade redrawing of U.S. congressional and state legislative boundaries. Dick Mason represents the New Mexico League of Voters and says the group is pushing for as much transparency as is possible. On September 16th, they're going to be publishing the concept maps. And then after that, they're going to go out with public meetings with these concept maps to get people's input on those maps. Advocates for fair redistricting say it is supposed to preserve communities of common interest. 
Organizations providing relief support for Afghan refugees say more people can help simply by taking time to learn about the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. Groups like Catholic Charities Jacksonville are preparing to handle a surge of over 150 Afghan refugees who will need basics like food, housing, and jobs as they begin their new lives in the community in the next few months. At the same time, Matt Schmidt with Catholic Charities says he's been trying to help clear up some misunderstandings that stem in part from the name of the effort, the Afghan Parolee Support Program. People are worried that the refugees that are coming from Afghanistan are a security threat. They're concerned that um, the the term parolee, by the way, sounds like someone who's been released from, from jail or from prison. And that is that is the farthest from the truth. I'm Tramel Gomes. The State Department named Jacksonville among the top 19 welcoming cities for refugees. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on radio stations big and small, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Special community reminder to everybody out there, if you're living in the city of Elkhart, there is a laser light show that is happening on East Jackson at Martin's Landing on the upper St. Joseph part of the St. Joseph River. That is happening tonight, Friday night at 9.30. So if you're interested in seeing a pretty cool light display, come out to the upper St. Joe River tonight in Elkhart, Friday night at 9.30. That will be preceded by a concert at about 6.30 at the same location. This community reminder from SME Community Radio. Welcome to 2021 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times. To be clear, we have no specific threat information or information regarding attacks this weekend, but what we do have is history. Deputy National Security Advisor Ann Newberger warned Americans of possible ransomware attacks over Labor Day weekend, noting many IT professionals will be out of the office. We also need to look at our own activity to ensure that we're doing everything we can to lock our digital doors and ensure that our networks and our organizations are as safe as they need to be online. Stepping up cyber networks and increasing spending are key elements of the House Armed Service Committee's version of the National Defense Authorization Act, which now heads to the House floor. Massachusetts Democrat Seth Moulton argued the U.S. must do more to compete. China's beating us at our own game because they're spending their money more effectively. And that's the true challenge challenge facing us. 14 Democrats voted with Republicans to approve more Pentagon spending, bringing the total to $740 billion instead of $715 billion proposed by the White House. A group of 26 Republican senators are calling on President Joe Biden to provide details about the humanitarian crisis left in the wake of the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. The coalition, including Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, requested details on the number of Americans and allies left behind, as well as the vetting process for evacuees who are being brought to the U.S. President Biden screwed this up every way you could screw it up. He needs to be held accountable, and I want to know the following. Did he turn down good advice, or was he given bad advice? Time will tell. Meanwhile, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is reported to be among a group of Republicans whose phone records are of interest to the select committee investigating the January 6th riot. Earlier this week, McCarthy warned any telecommunication company to comply with the committee's request was breaking the law, a claim quickly debunked by researchers. After the Supreme Court refused to block a new Texas abortion law, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi promised to bring a bill codifying Roe v. Wade to the House floor. 
there will be other states that will copy the Texas model, which is not a state action, but right of private action, which is uh, clever, very, very dangerous. And so, you know, we expect to see copycats. The Texas law prohibits the procedure once medical professionals can detect cardiac activity, usually around six weeks. It also allows four civil suits to be filed against abortion providers. West Virginia moderate Joe Manchin wants the Senate to stop for a beat before proceeding with President Biden's $3.5 trillion spending package, which is expected to feature key Democratic social spending priorities. Manchin said a pause is needed to see if the current level of inflation is transitory, given concerns about the Afghanistan withdrawal and the spread of the Delta variant of COVID-19. I'm Mary Sherman for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy online at publicnewsservice.org. Detailed forecast for Friday through Labor Day. Friday. Partly sunny, with a high near 77. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday night. Upper St. Joseph River laser light show at 9.30 p.m. L. Cart. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 60. Southeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Saturday. A 40% chance of showers, mainly after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 75. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Saturday night. A 30% chance of showers before 2 a.m., mostly cloudy, with a low around 62. Southwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Sunday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 79. Northwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour increasing to 10 to 15 miles per hour in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 20 miles per hour. Sunday night. Mostly clear, with a low around 58. Labor Day. Sunny, with a high near 78. Monday night. Mostly clear, with a low around 57. Tuesday. A slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny, with a high near 83. Chance of precipitation is 40%. Let's begin with a free association. Tell me what first comes to mind. A pestilence that walks in darkness. How about this one? A sickness that destroys at noonday. Let me read the quote from which these come, from J.C. Ryle, who writes, Of all sin, there is none against which we have such need to watch and pray as pride. It is a pestilence that walks in darkness, a sickness that destroys at noonday. No sin is so deeply rooted in our nature as pride. I was thinking about this recently as I pulled into the drive-thru to get swabbed for COVID. How big a deal are we making about pride? A destroying pestilence infecting every one of us. Friend, how much time last week did you spend looking for symptoms of pride in your life? Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church and we've been looking at James 4, the climax of the letter where James reveals the good news for six sinners. Verse 6, He, God, gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James gives us good news that God gives more grace. But afterwards, he does note, it is exclusively for the humble. James says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 
I think some of us don't like that. Maybe don't believe that. God opposes the proud. Do you believe, James, when he says God is against those who are proud? If you make much of you and your rights, if you're self-centered, Almighty God stands opposed to you. How big a deal are we making about this pestilence pride that leads us into opposition against God? You do realize we're infected from the moment we're conceived? It's what the Bible teaches us happened. In the beginning, God created a good world, and in it he placed the first man and woman. And God created them very good, in high position, as rulers of this planet. Now the devil, desiring to be like God, came to our first parents in the form of a serpent, and he breathed out this pestilence of his own pride. You will be like God. And instead of Adam and Eve being content with their status, they inhaled the deception. And they grasped proudly at the one thing God had ever had only said no to, the one thing. And Adam and Eve initiated the greatest super spreader event in history. The results are in, my friend. You and I are infected and we have no natural defense. We cannot build up herd immunity. There is no vaccine they can come up with for our pride. We're infected from birth with thinking we should be at the center of the universe. My wife, Jamie, and I have brought over 20 foster children into our homes, and I have yet to meet one who comes naturally humble. Though they can do a good job of pretending to be for a while. Usually there's a kind of honeymoon for a bit. They'll act thankful and respectful. They know how to act humble for a while, but then these pride symptoms begin to emerge. And one day their pride shows out completely. They give us a glare when we ask them to clean their rooms. Or if we ask them to let us help them with something they're not doing correctly, they get all upset. Or we tell them they need to watch up, wash up, and you see the defiance in their face. How dare they talk to me that way? They suddenly lose all humility and start acting like rebels even as they live under our roof, eat our food, and receive our care. I've been told countless times by proud little children who have all the answers that they know better how to run their lives than we do. And this is utterly ridiculous, especially when you listen to their plans for their lives. My friends, this is the same thing we do when we refuse to humble ourselves and live as God tells us in his world. God says, clean up, Joel. That part of your life has been a mess for weeks now. And I pretend I don't hear him. God says, spend time in my word, get instruction, and pray to me for help. And I'll say day after day, God, I got too much to do to spend time asking you for help. I can figure it out. And too often, I don't want to confess that I'm a mess, which is actually the starting point of the gospel. We don't come to God cleaned up. God won't receive us that way. We come in all our mess, humbly, and he embraces us. Friend, you and I have a pride problem, and you and I should be known for our humility. We should be delighting in the fact that God has taken us in despite all our mess and he has made us his own children. And we should delight that he is showing us a better way, even if it doesn't seem like it at first. Friend, let's humble ourselves by submitting ourselves to God, resisting the devil, and he will flee. This word for submit actually means to arrange ourselves under authority. It's a military word. It is to say to God with fervor, Yes, Lord. And that is how we resist the devil who is seeking to kill and destroy us with his pestilence. My friend, 
remember who you are and who you belong to.